I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Damn. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto picked. No. Oh, there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. <laughs> How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your host, Andy. Here with me on our Thursday night live stream is Steve, the eBay hitman with the Joe Jura Vicious jersey. I don't know if you guys can see that there. <laughs> with the guns and the Jura Vicious jersey. I'm digging it, Steve. Yeah, Got buddy, throwing it back to the uh, could have been legend, but he did he did do some Super Bowl MVP type things, which is that makes you a hero forever. And and the cool thing is, I bet you could just you could build a pretty sick Joe Jervish's collection. It, it might be hard to find some of his auto stuff, but I'm sure you could get some pretty nice super fractors. He, he has like five cards and no autos, unfortunately. <laughs> oh man, we gotta we gotta do something about that. We we may we may have to find like a a couple and get them graded just to be like the pop one. Boom! There we go. I fixed the stream. So as you guys know, Thursday night is exciting. It's really exciting right now. We've got some preseason on. Dorian Thompson Robinson once again looking like a baller out there. I really like this kid's toughness, his grit, that hit that he took. I can't remember if it was which Philly defender it was, but DTR was running in from like the 10-yard line uh, to try and run in a touchdown. He took a hit, man. He he slid late and took an elbow right to the face. That would have knocked two a cold out. DTR got right back up, and he's like, first down, first down. You know, and um, the next play, uh, the Cleveland running back fumbled the ball, and they turned it over. But <laughs> I, I, I digress. DTR has thrown some sharp passes. He's been accurate. He's made some quick decisions. He looks nimble on his feet. Um, and he's a fun player to watch, man. Yeah, definitely. He's got he's got a little flash. Uh, you know, I don't know how how good he would sustain a whole season, but it's good to see there's a guy with a little fire that uh, you know could fill in and in, in the event of an absence. Yeah, I think he definitely becomes the the de facto backup for Cleveland. Which I mean, if you're making a play on Deshaun Watson, I like handcuffing, especially in sports cards, because of the the injury risk component and and how much disparity there is between a starter and a backup like it is tough to get into dtr now but only because he's pl been playing so well for the past few weeks and the browns just happen to get all these prime time preseason games man so um you can see his like this score is is interesting because it's you know very limited product and it's like the only one with like brown's logos and uh brown's name on the top of it for dtr you can see a ton of of that score selling for him in in a auto uh rookie autograph configuration here non-serial number for 64 dollars. i mean that's that's a pretty lofty sale when you consider what they probably will be worth a year from now uh, as you can see there's a lot quite a bit of hype there for him yeah no, definitely. And and if you were fortunate enough to pull one of those out of a box and think that you pulled a clunker, you're wrong. 
but uh, that window to move that is very, very small. Yeah, so get it listed, get moving. Uh, Steve, I listed myself personally, listed 10 cards last night. I listed another card today. I am listing a lot of cards right now. My goal is to get all these cards listed within the next week. I already had an offer. I got some, I, I've got like four or five people beating down my door uh, for a couple of the cards I listed last night, which is fun, man, which is fun. And you can see that instant, um, that instant reward that eBay gives you whenever you start listing cards consistently on a daily basis, man. So it's, are, are you, are you listing right now? Um, not quite, but I've, I've started the process of organizing to list because I do have a method to my madness. In fact, I have enough to list the monthly uh, maximum or before you have to start paying out of pocket for listing. So I got a lot Isn't of cards. That 250 list. cards. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I, I was, I was loading up all off season and I am ready to launch. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, you, you should just do like five, five to 10 a day. Uh, I know you probably you use you, you might be the kind of guy that sits there and does all 250 at once. I don't know. I function. I function well under pressure, Andy. So I'll, I'll probably do about like 50 to 100 at a time. Oh, wow. OK. All right. Well, I um, uh, before you get to that, Steve, and, and before we get to this draft, I do want to talk about, you know, what your major takeaways were from this past weekend of football action preseason week one. Do you watch preseason? Is it something that really interests you? Do you think that there that there's a lot of weight in it? Not a lot. There's definitely some though, and uh, you know, for a lot of teams, it's just guys figuring out if they're going to make the the roster or not. Uh, but genuinely, in some cases, there are true positional battles. Not not in a lot of cases, but I think a lot of what you don't hear about is the the most important stuff, and that's just the reps and, and guys getting chemistry and stuff like that. And obviously one of the biggest repercussions of the preseason is injuries, which is the last thing you want to see. Uh, but I think with the shorter preseason and the starters playing less or not at all, I think that they've done a good job of minimizing that. Yeah, it, it hasn't been anything too uh, ridiculous yet. I think the most ridiculous one I saw was Tim Patrick uh, you know, done for another season. That that was brutal for for him. But someone else I just mean, got hurt yesterday. I don't know. I think it was in practice, though. It was uh, Traylon Burks. No, there was another guy that had an Achilles, wasn't it? Yesterday, uh, a a season ender. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but it was uh, I believe a running back. Let's see if I can dig it up real quick. We got, we got, oh, let me yeah. say, yeah, let me say. Or an ACL, Ashton Doolin. That's what it was. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not Ashton Doolin, man. Dang. Yeah. You hate to see that it, That sucks. Out for the season oh, before man. the season even starts. And he just signed a two-year pro goal. special team. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, so – Outside of the the couple guys that got injured, who is a guy for you, Steve, that you're moving up in your rankings that you feel like you're going to draft earlier now after what you've learned from the past week? Uh, I would say that was DJ Moore. 
and not just because of what he did here. I like I've had him in my keeper league since his rookie year, and he always puts up and puts out, but he's never really been in a great situation. He's done a lot with a little, and he might finally have the chance to do an awful lot with a good amount. So uh, I'm pretty excited about him. I think that if you've been playing underdog in the past week or so, you've seen him getting drafted way ahead of his ADP by maybe eight to 10 picks, maybe even by more. Um, so I think that that's, that's a guy that you should be taking a closer look at and going the other direction. Is there a guy that I'm perhaps fading? <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, before you get to that, I want to see if there's any uh, DJ Moore snipes that might be able to be had right now in the market. Um, he, he's got, I mean, I, I notice a significant spike in the demand for his cards after last weekend. And I, I think the whole concern about picking DJ Moore at an ADP of like the fourth or fifth round was just the passing volume that he was going to get in that Bears offense. And I think you can see that's not going to be an issue because they're going to scheme him in to screen plays. They're going to scream, uh, scheme him into short, intermediate, and deep plays and get the ball in his hands. And he's so freaking good at getting open. He is going to convert that into a lot of massive production. He's definitely going to be a wide receiver one. This is not the year to to fade him with, with Justin Fields. This is exactly what the what what Justin Fields needed. And so I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I think this is going to be uh, great for Fields to um, go up as well in value. And, you know, because, you know, he's still at like a, a 20, 25 percent discount compared to what Trevor Lawrence is trading that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's he's for many years has been treated like, a, you know, second wide receiver, even in some cases, a third. And, you know, to be fair, he's, he's definitely had some games where that was, a, you know, a legitimate assessment. But, you know, you even look back at when he was playing with Darnold when McCaffrey was healthy and he looked like he couldn't be stopped. So I think with a little bit of weight off his back, you're going to see, you know, him really go finally go off like for maybe a whole season this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, before we get into your guy that you're moving down your rankings, a guy that I'm moving up my ranking significantly after last week, who was already buying into, but now it's like reassuring, plus it gets me excited, is Kenneth Gainwell on the Philadelphia Eagles. You even saw him tonight take the first two uh, carries of the game, although one of them was a safety. Uh, it's That was, you know... That was bad blocking. It was just how that there was no, there was nothing he could do there. There was nothing he could do there. Uh, so the other carry he took for like six yards and that was it. And then, and then it was on to Boston Scott and then it was on to Rashad Penny. You could see they were going through their rotation. So Kenneth Gainwell's RB1, he was rested last week with Boston Scott while Penny and Swift were working out there. So that tells you right away that they prioritize him this week. Now they've eased him in. So, you got Gainwell out there first, and Scott, and then uh, Penny, and and Penny did break off a nice run, so it shows you what he can do if he's healthy. But you know, let's let's get let's get real here. The 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 reliable anchor in that running back room for the Eagles is Kenneth Gainwell, and his actual his ADP on Underdog Fantasy is actually up a uh, it's it's an entire round here. 
Yeah, he used to probably go in the 140s, even 150s at some point. And uh, I've seen a wide variety of outcomes from the 120s. I've seen 90s. I, I don't think he should be in the 90s, but you should definitely move him up around or two. Yes, sir. And I find more snipes on him. Like right now, I don't see anything good for DJ Moore. And that's just like a combination, I think, Steve, of 2018 product being more scarce. And, you know, guy like Kenneth Gainwell, you get out of that 2021 year where, you know, you have optic hollows and silver prisms for Jamar Chase going in that $20 range. Uh, Devonta Smith, the same thing. I, I think that when you kind of look, to, you know, kind of take a, a, a step back and and look at 2020 compared to 2021 and then 2022, I think Panini really blew the print runs out of the water on like uh, prism and optic and especially just the base silver variations for 2021. I think they even dialed it back in 2022 compared to 2021. Yeah, uh, you know, Gainwell, I think the biggest thing you have to worry about with him is just the sheer amount of other running backs that they carry that they view as valuable. So, you know, I think at this point, you got to maybe project him for like a 30% carry share. You know, if you're going to, if you want to go for uh, a big flip, you want to see him at least at 50 or above, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th and I think you're going to get that at points of season due to health around uh, the other guys. And then also, you saw what kind of Gamewell did in the playoffs last year. They really leaned on him, where he put up like 120 all purpose yards against the Giants in the playoffs. He totally usurped Miles Sanders in the playoffs last year because they wanted their best guy on the field. And that was clearly Kenneth Gamewell. Now, all the signs are there for him to be that, that guy again this year. So, I just look at him as like uh, they're he's he is he's their number one guy. So I see him getting the high value opportunities in the red zone, that kind of thing, and uh, being part of being part of the Philadelphia Eagles movement uh, this year with with Jalen Hurts making an MVP run and, and another playoff run. It's just a guy that I want exposure to. Uh, and there's a couple nice auctions that I'm, that I'm finding right now, Steve that are ending in 15 and 45 minutes. He's still extremely affordable, man. Look at this immaculate out of 25 for $28 ending in 48 minutes or this uh, base rookie ticket auto even. $9.99, man, in 15 minutes. Oh, I mean, the immaculate is exactly what the title says, immaculate, especially for the low serial number, you know, that of a, you know, guy that had an earlier breakout is you know well over a hundred dollar card so i think that's definitely one to keep an eye on there yeah absolutely i'm gonna keep an eye on on both those i'm curious to see what they in for and uh while while we progress here through this live stream baby what's going on bush leaguers jacob chad Derek. oh my man carter in the house well you know what carter i sent you the link at much earlier this afternoon and you sat on it man you sat on it i told you there was one spot left and you <laughs> sat on it now you're going to be stuck co-owning a team and we'll have to squat we'll have to like you know quarrel like an old married couple about who we draft now we're gonna have to co-manage the team carter that's too funny 
Andy, so, have, you been doing, have you been doing any puppy drafting this week? I'm doing puppy drafting tonight, baby, on That's Underdog right. Fantasy. But uh, it, uh, so I'm pumped up, man. I am pumped up. So before we get into that, who's a guy from this past week who you're moving down in your rankings, who you're now trying to sell? You maybe even have adjusted your price on some of their cards just to move them. Who's a guy like that for you? I don't. Uh, so I'm going to use what you gave me and actually alter it a bit. I'm not necessarily uh, looking to alter my price, but I would adjust my expectations on this guy. And I think this take will probably be about as uh, popular, but as correct as my Trey Lance predictions. And that's Garrett Wilson. Now, I don't think Garrett Wilson is bad. In fact, I think he's really good. But I think that part of his success was that he's a byproduct of necessity. He was pretty much the only skilled guy on the team that could do anything last year. Now they have uh, Brees Hall back. Now they have Dalvin Cook. And now they have Aaron Rodgers that can make even guys that you've never heard of look halfway decent. Uh, so I actually think that you should temper your expectations there. Potentially move out of and then back in after some dips occur. But, uh, you know, and he's getting drafted at the very beginning of the second round. I think that there's better options at that spot. Um, and you can look at guys like Amon Ra, you can look at guys like Diggs, Devontae, CD, et cetera, that I think, uh, you know, you won't have. Uh, to would you rather, yeah, would you rather have CD Lamb or Garrett Wilson this year? CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Not concerned about Brian Schottenheimer coming in to run the offense now? No, I mean, they can, they'll, not to say that they won't run. No, it's got to concern you a little bit. We still we're still playing in the modern uh -oh. NFL where, uh, oh, there you where are. they're going to throw a lot. So sorry if I talked over you there for a second. I couldn't hear you at all there for like uh, for for 10, 15 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was um, just saying we we still play in a passing first league, so I'm not worried about it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now I I will. I will. Uh, at first, you shocked me. At first, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. You shocked me because you're like Garrett Wilson. I'm like, holy crap! This guy was literally one of the best looking rookies uh, last year, and the stuff that he was able to do as a rookie was was incredible in terms of separation, getting open yards after the catch. I'm like, oh, you know, what whoa, what what is Steve talking about here? But at the same time, I do know that Rodgers. It, he, he's not a super fast quarterback. He likes to take his time. He also brought in uh, Rand, uh, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, you know, they, and now he's brought in Dalvin Cook. And, you know, I, according to PFF, they do have the most difficult four-game uh, stretch of schedule here opening the season. They've got a very difficult schedule playing the Buffalo Bills Monday night football week one. The one thing I think where Garrett Wilson could potentially beat us is if they do defy odds and they get off to a 3-0 and start and Aaron's a front-runner for MVP, surely Garrett Wilson's going to have – he could easily put up double-digit touchdowns and, and 1,100 yards and be in the playoffs with them. That's where I think his touchdown efficiency is what scares me with Aaron Rodgers dropping buckets to him. Uh, that's what scares me. That's what scares me, Steve. And, and thinking that there, I do want to have some exposure to Garrett Wilson. I wish I, I wish I had some better cards of him. Uh, but I do think like, if you look at his sole data right now, Steve, he is at the peak 
for his entire draft class by far. And you could you could sell him and buy into like Chris Olave and Drake London and get a Traylon Burks card for the like the same, you know, you know, the same uh, Garrett Wilson card that he sells. So yeah, um, I get why, the, why, why the thought process. Get out and get back in on his stuff now because it, I, it's extremely expensive. I mean, his stuff compared to like you said, other guys near his skill level or even equal to his skill level, he's twice as expensive. You know, where where up from here do you think it could possibly go? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's it's basically from here. It's playoffs. It's championships. You know. My biggest because, thing is, you know, the Jets have an amazing defense. And now with two incredible running backs, they'll be able to actually protect leads, whereas that was much harder to do last year when they were three and out. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and you don't have Zach Wilson as your quarterback or, you know, some combination of Joe Joe Flacco, uh, Mike White, and uh, uh, Chris Trevler. So, yeah, it makes sense. Um, there, there's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Garrett Wilson stuff, but most of it's gonna be like, even look, twenty twenty two optic hollows. I, I don't see this getting above twenty dollars. So, in that sense, like scarcity still plays a, a big factor in the kind of cards that you want to target, uh, especially on ultra modern, right, Steve? I mean. It's it's not it's not black and white because you can go look at Brock Purdy, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and now you're in a different situation, different you know class of of demand for those guys that will propel their optic hollows to more closer to that thirty to fifty dollar range. Whereas Garrett Wilson should be there right now, but this is probably only going to go for twenty twenty five because of uh, the disparity between skill position players and quarterbacks, and then also just a wide variety of of Garrett Wilson cards being an early first round wide receiver from last year and and they're just printing so many cards these days you really want to target something that's got it's got some more scarcity to it right yeah and you you nailed it with the the gainwell that you bought and and the gainwell that you showed uh, a little while ago it's a perfect example of pivoting to a guy that is ascending in value Right. And constantly making those leaps back and forth uh, unless you intend on just buying a Garrett Wilson to hold, you know, for a year or till the Super Bowl or whatever the case is. If that's your strat, cool. I don't knock it. Uh, but if you're looking to move quick in and out of uh, of a card or an investment or of a fantasy roster, then um, I think it may be time to move out of him while he's his values at its highest. Yeah, like I, I wonder what type of uh, what what type of returns you could get. Uh, especially like Dynasty, you can get some pretty insane returns for for Garrett Wilson. The same thing could be said for guys like Bijan Robinson. Like, are they going to too high to a point where you want to go ahead and sell just because normal performances, uh, you know, and the so-so team environment is not gonna not going to do anything if anything the cards could go down in the mid-season dip and then it's ultimately it comes to the playoffs and you know the jets so, have a good case of of making the playoffs they definitely could rogers is what how many league mvps has he won in the past three years two i think so 
it's very possible. But again, at the same time, there is suddenly a lot more touchdown vultures than there were last year. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a guy that I'm moving down in my rankings. And it's a polarizing player because some people are seriously dead set on this guy having a, a smash season. And then there's a lot of guys like me that are in the camp that don't think he's going to have a good season at all. I think people are way overspending on this guy and uh, could be spending a fraction on his handcuff play. And that's Alexander Madison for me. Um I still people need to lower their expectations on Alexander Madison. Ty Chandler has already proven himself in the starts that he's gotten for the team that he is he is very solid, man, very efficient, all purpose. Then you also have Dwayne McBride, who is a very highly touted, uh, pure rushing running back, who's a rookie. And Alexander Madison already dealing with undisclosed injuries left and right. It's just one of those situations where, you know, with the Vikings, yeah, we love that team for fantasy purposes. But when you look at the the division now and the growing strength of the NFC uh, and the weakness in their defense, man, they got lucky last year. Uh, I I think they're going to be in a, a lot different situation this year. And I don't think Alexander Madison and, and other people think like he's going to get this 60 to 70% workload. I mean, that's crazy, man. This guy's going to be in a rotation. It's going to be rotation between like three guys. Not only that, Andy, but uh, it's yet to be confirmed if Kareem Hunt signs there. We know that he was there four days ago. So you have to wonder, is it just them kicking the tires or is there something more to that? There you go. And, and Kareem Hunt is actually a guy moving up on the um, on the best ball. Kareem Hunt has gone up two rounds, in fact. <clears throat> Excuse me. In best ball mania four. Tank Dell has gone up almost two rounds. Those are the two guys that have actually gone up the most from August 7th to August 14th, three days ago. That, and, that's, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty solid rookie card there, Andy. Skull Vikings. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, you, you got a bid on it already. It's ending tomorrow night, 59. I guess I think people are definitely pursuing today, though, his cards. I, I think if the season started today, you know, it would be like 60, 30, 10. You know, Madison, um, Chandler, and then McBride potentially. Uh, but I think the situation is just rapidly changing. And that, you know, maybe five, six weeks into the year could be uncomfortably close to either a timeshare or or less. See, Derek is is convinced. Yeah, maybe he puts up more yards than Chandler, but I I don't think Madison does enough to go up from here. And I think the Vikings are gonna be struggling coming down the stretch and madison is going to be a prime mid-season dip card like the floor for this card realistically could get down to 30 dollars, and you're now looking at and, and that's where madison was back last year when he was a backup um and now this is a 50 60 card you got somebody spending 180 here on this uh panini game 
worn logo patch on. It's probably not even game worn, but they're advertising as as it is. A four out of five, the immaculate eye black out of ninety nine for sixty. I think this is a great market to move Madison if you've been holding them. I, I would take I would take advantage of it and sell it for the current comps here heading into week one. He's definitely going to have some good games, but I think if we saw anything in a small sample size is that he is inconsistent. At least that's what the small sample size has shown us. And, you know, maybe there's something more to it. Maybe there were some injuries we didn't know about. Who knows? But uh, it's definitely not a certainty, and it's definitely a fluid situation. So if you're expecting him to just be like the bell cow only and, and everyone else just kind of be uh, giving him breathers, I think that that's not the expectation. Yeah, and, and it's just there's so many mid-tier autos now selling for him and that like 20 to $50 range. And I mean, man, if you really wanted to move some Madison product, now's the time to do it because he's selling well, he's got the demand, and there's a lot of things that could go wrong to where these these dip. So I look at that as a, as a plus EV sell right now yeah i remember i bid on that one last week <laughs> or this week <laughs> um, well it's gold I, I, uh yeah i got I, I don't have a lot of his stuff i have like a couple pen pals i've got like two dragon scales from select so i mean quality stuff stuff that you know i probably bought for like six dollars last year so uh now is definitely the right time to to get those going could they still go up sure but you know We've waited this long and come this far for a good opportunity. So no point in waiting for something bad to happen. No point, man. So in, in terms of quarterbacks, has anybody moved up a lot for you besides like uh, Justin Fields? I know you mentioned DJ Moore. Um, has, has there been any other quarterbacks that you feel have stood out? Um in the past week or do you think it's pretty much status quo because most of the starters aren't even aren't even playing yeah i, I think that like you said they're they're not really playing these guys so there's not a lot but i will say this there's a guy i mentioned last year uh actually towards the end of the year that i am even higher on now than than last year Derek carr so Derek Carr was probably done the dirtiest out of any quarterback, any pro NFL player I've ever seen getting locked out of his own building. And um, this guy's playing mad. He's playing with a purpose. And if you watch the NFL skills competition, like he is actually really good. And you could make the argument that this is going to be the best system that he's played in as a whole. I know Derek was going to love that one. <laughs> Well, it's Derek. Derek Carr is an interesting one because you look at how how much the Carolina Panthers' offensive line struggled to protect Bryce Young. He got mauled. Now you could say it was the Jets' D line; they're just the best in the league. Uh, so we'll see. We'll get another sample size this week, but it does look like uh, Bryce Young may struggle this year behind that Panthers' offensive line. That could be that could be a serious struggle. And then you look at the Falcons; you're like, wow, there's a lot that could go wrong there uh with desmond ritter 
And so it's like, okay. And then Baker Mayfield with the Bucks. There's a lot that could go wrong there. And and you you could see a situation where the Saints are in first place in this division. They are going to the playoffs. Derek Carr does have some great weapons now on the Saints and still a very strong like core on the Saints. And yeah, all of a sudden there's potential. I think there's also some pretty decent scarcity around his cards. They're not, uh, he's not a spring chicken. We're talking 2014 product here. So you can see like a prism base prism PSA nine, uh, whatever, like 30 to 40 bucks. Tops finest blue refractor. Now we got tops in the game heavily going back before 2016. Tops finest blue refractor out of 99 BGS 9.5, $100 free shipping. I think aside from the fact that it's a weak division, uh, you got to look at the the bigger picture. I mean, when when's the last time the Raiders were a winning organization? Uh, not as long as I can remember, but uh, the Saints, on the other hand, have a, a quite a long history of making the playoffs. You know, pretty much since the Drew Brees era started there. So, uh, I think he's he's you know, saying he's average. Well, I'll tell you what. If you look at his yardage totals. Uh, for the last, what, five, six years plus, you know, well over 4,000. You know, the area he's only lacked really has been in the touchdown department, but you could maybe hang a lot of that on who his red zone options were. If that receiving core they have stays healthy, paired off with Kamara and maybe some other good running backs, you know, that's a guy that could see potentially the be the biggest surprise of this year. Yeah, and he's definitely got these pockets of diehard collectors out there for his stuff. He's got truthers. He's definitely got truthers, man. Brian, Brian in the chat knows what's up. He's done his homework. <laughs> yeah, the Saints have a very easy schedule as well on paper. So, and and that goes back to the NFC South. Uh, you know, so I, I, it, he's interesting. I, I think he makes sense to have exposed, especially even more so in the card world than in fantasy football. I think he's completely average in fantasy football. He doesn't really give you that rushing upside. I don't think that they're, the Saints are going to play particularly fast either. Um, I'm not a Dennis Allen fan at head coach, so I'm not a, a big fan of their coaching. So I think from a, a fantasy production standpoint, I'd rather have a guy like Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, than Derek Carr, uh, I'd also, I'd probably even pick like a guy like CJ Stroud over Derek Carr, just because I know Derek Carr is not going to really rush it at all. And I don't see him putting up gaudy passing numbers and throwing the ball that much either. Uh, I think they're going to try and keep it out in front of them. And, and you know, there's going to be, there's going to be touchdowns. There's going to be passing volume there, but I don't think it's going to be, uh, good, good enough for him to really surpass his ADP in fantasy. I, I think he's a better card play than he is fantasy. I can see both, but um, I'm with. I'm glad Derek's seeing it our way, even though he's not a fan of Carr. Uh, I get it. Ritter has the rushing upside, but just as a whole, Carr's you know a more established, better quarterback. And I think that uh, you know where where he's underwhelmed in the past, that may change this year. For sure. Is there a is there a quarterback you're moving down right now? Man, 
I'll tell you mine, man. Well, it's not, and he wasn't even really relevant, but it's Trey Lance. I, I, like, almost, I know that you and Carter are not in agreement with me on it, but uh, I'm sticking to it, man. Lamar. 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 What? 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 Okay, explain this rationale to me. Well, what what's the what's the focus of uh, Lamar and keeping him healthy this year? They want him to run less, throw more, which yeah, is, they want to reel him in. If if you look at more. if you look at Lamar's uh, you know QB rating when he's not running, it's not very good. So I think that you really have to temper your expectations. The whole uh, hypothetical throwing for Messiah. Uh, the whole hypothetical, you know, I'm going to throw for 6,000 yards and da 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 da. I'm sorry, but if you look at his receivers, it's they're not any different than anyone he's had. You have a bunch of guys that are injury prone and um, and don't really jump out. Odell is Odell, but he's not Odell of the old. You know what I mean? Um, is Lamar still good? Yeah. Should I? Would you draft him as a top quarterback when you could take Joe Burrow? Not sure that I would do that. You know, I did. I'm doing a dynasty startup for fun with um, one of my buddy's sons, and I took Trevor Lawrence ahead of Lamar. Actually, I, I took Trevor Lawrence at the five, the one dot five in this Superflex dynasty startup. Maybe that's crazy, but I did want to diversify. I knew Trevor Lawrence was going to go at seven, eight, uh, and that that team plays so aggressive. Uh, and I still think Lamar is going to have these tactical scrambles and these rushes and he could easily score he's, from anywhere on the field right he, he's gonna run when he has to but i don't think that he's gonna run as often they're not gonna design as many runs and again this is not saying that he's a complete bust that's not exactly what i'm saying but i'm saying that you know he's healthy and there's this expectation that he's gonna return to mvp form if that's your expectation i think you're probably gonna be disappointed Man, his his card market seems to agree with you in the sense that it's just like at a standstill right now at the prices that it's at. You know, look, at I mean, Optic Hollow, PSA 10, average of 480 really hasn't moved. It's just kind of bobbing around all of these. Look, none of them have really moved. I, I guess it's, you know, he's not playing right now. So we're not we're not getting the active hype that. I you would agree though that they have a smash matchup week one against the Texans, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think we both agree on one thing. I mean, I'm excited about J.K. Dobbins. A a seventy yep. percent J.K. Dobbins looked incredible last year, so I can only imagine what a hundred percent J.K. Dobbins will look like this year. Um, and I'm not again not anti Lamar. I am not I'm not pro Lamar at his price currently. Okay. All right. You're out on Lamar at his price. I am, I'm on the fence. I've got some Lamar exposure uh, in the card market, so it's not a lot, but it's enough. I sold uh, another my other nice Lamar Jackson, a pink optic uh, rated rookie for like 150 just, um, just a month ago, so I was like happy about that. And uh, I've got a prism, just a base prism. So I'm holding on to that. I think I just listed that last night too. I think I listed it for like uh, 50 or 60. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that and and hope that the upside is there. I th I think the upside is there. I think it's really high, 
because what if he surprises people and you know the 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 new Ted Monken style of offense is like his 2019 offense but even better and you know Lamar has shown some pretty good deep ball passing ability and with his like his 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 insane mobility I mean there's potential there I think the same kind of potential is there with Justin Fields I think you just you're getting to see it from from what what it could look like from Justin Fields right now and you're we're not getting to see it from Lamar they're 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 starving the people of the Lamar Jackson highlights with Zay Flowers Odell Beckham Jr JK Dobbins Mark Andrews I, I agree and and actually there's another layer to it than that and you have a lot of people holding Lamar because they got in when they were so expensive so you have a lot of people clinging to this idea of 2019, 2019, no doubt an unbelievable, maybe unrepeatable accolade, but the thought process that goes into just thinking it's going to happen again, where it's such a low likelihood. Mm. Yeah, that that 2019 season in terms of career values, you can go look on Pro Football Focus and they'll tell you how good that season was compared to all seasons from all NFL quarterbacks. And that season was one of the best of, of any of them at all time from, you know, so the, it, it's really hard to replicate this. He, and he struggled to stay healthy an entire season. Like, so there's, there's also that. And, and then that's part of this new look offense and reeling him in and, and trying to get him to throw more. And I think Zay flowers, a big part of that. Like I'm excited to have some, my rookie premier hollow zay flowers i'm fine taking zay flowers at his adp in fact i would even reach a few picks for zay flowers because of uh because of how bullish i am on him emerging as an elite separator if you're an elite separator in the nfl and you get open all the time your quarterback's going to throw you the ball and you're going to convert that into a lot of production a lot of fantasy points everybody's going to love you so Zay Flowers for me is that guy, and he really hasn't taken off yet. Like he's up there, you pay a premium, but I st- I, I think that there is room for him to grow because of the rookie element, the, the the rookie FOMO, and what the upside could be. Messiah in the chat saying Jimmy G is better than Carr easily. I'm gonna have to disagree, and I'm not taking a shot at Jimmy because I I'm, I do like Jimmy G, but I think a lot of what Jimmy G did was be outstanding at, in the system he was a part of. When puppy, Steve, now puppy. We're, we're getting had, on to underdog I had, fantasy. I had a couple uh, requests regarding how we start our draft, if you're open to this. Uh, how we start our draft. Yes. So what I'm getting at with All that right is um, everyone is on a computer or a phone, preferably a computer, uh, and you have a little clock in the bottom corner. Uh, So as you know, some people have complained about us being on a delay and not being able to get in the draft with us. But if we agree on a time, for example, uh, in the Midwest here, it's 846. If we click the enter button at 848, we can all try to get in at the same time. Or in your case, Andy, 948. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so what are we trying to do here? This is a proven method that I've used with several other friends okay. uh, to get it. 
All right, so you're gonna wait. To... All right, explain this because I, I was yeah, I was trying to multitask and it was and it got kind of complicated by the end. And I want to make sure that I understand this correctly. Not a problem. It's super simple. So, uh, you know, let's say on your clock right now, it probably says nine forty six, right? Yes, it does. Okay. So you tell everybody, hey, in three minutes, for example, everyone click enter, right? Because everyone's clocks are synced. Even though the even though the draft may be on a delay, uh, everyone's clocks are going to be synced up to make did sure. Did your clock just it. turn nine forty seven? It did. I've okay. been doing this with All I right. do this with Derek almost every night to make sure we get in together. So when your clock hits nine forty eight, we're going to log in. Okay. So make sure you click enter now and click yes at 48. Deal? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I've I've got the actual clock pulled up where it's running the seconds. If you could see this. Yeah. Yeah. I pull it up on this screen too. <laughs> see what it's actually running the seconds there. I don't want to So as soon as I see that hit in in 20 seconds. 15 seconds, I'm going to click yes to get into the, the Puppy 3 draft. Underdog Fantasy, baby, about to do a best ball draft. I'm going to explain everything to you if you're new to it, but you're about to see where players' values are at and sharpen our draft skills. I saw it hit 48. I wasn't going to belabor. Oh, man, that might have been. Did we just – I think we insta-filled this thing. Holy cow. Locksmith Pete, there's there's Scaladesi. Who else we got? Late I got late stick. He was paying attention. Well, did we miss? Hey, if, if you're in the chat and you tried to get in, yeah, let us know. It's puppy. It's puppy. I uh, got the one dot nine. Steve, you got the one dot two. Congratulations, man. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man, I love these underdog fantasy drafts, Steve. So if, if you guys haven't seen these, these are called best ball drafts, underdogfantasy.com. And what happens is all the focus on the draft. This is going to sharpen your draft skills. This is going to get you ready for your friends and family league. You know, and you're you're playing against other sharp money because you have potential to win a bunch of money at the end of the season. And you don't have to worry about waiver wire adjustments, start sit decisions, uh, trading, anything like that. No roster management throughout the season. All the focus is on the draft. They'll optimize the roster for you on a weekly basis throughout the season. Get a chance to win a bunch of money. So everybody's taking this serious. Uh, it's just, it's all around win, Steve. And right now with promo code Quest, you get a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Promo code Quest plus they give us a little kickback in return, and so it really helps the channel out, helps us grow. So, yeah, check Underdog Fantasy out and get your draft on. Maybe maybe win some money at the end of the season, Steve. We Some of us got really close last year. I had some. I had a couple sheets with some incredibly high scores, and, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't pan out in the end, but uh, all you got to hope for is a chance to – compete at the end and and maybe you win some some big money man um they went robust running back here in the first round late stick went with Bijan robinson after eckler we've already had three running backs go off and i'm at the 1.9 man i'm just gonna go back stefan diggs 
I I think you know he could easily be a wide receiver one. You know, a lot a lot of what happened with Josh Allen last year was a result of his injuring his elbow. Man, he really wasn't the same after that. You know, I agree. I agree, and uh, you got to feel like. You wouldn't think this of the Buffalo Bills, but they feel like they have something to prove, which is kind of dangerous. Not to mention that they've they've picked up uh, a you know a good runner and and maybe maybe have a rookie runner now a second year runner that they have confidence in. Now the question I'm is, there's been a run on wide receivers because there was a lot of people trying to get in all at once. Yeah. So there's been a run on wide receivers, Steve. Fish Rod goes Saquon. Nick Chubb going at the 112. Man, I got Devontae Adams here. I don't know how I pass up on Devontae Adams with Jimmy G, baby. Jimmy G, the best quarterback. Messiah said it. He's the best. Well, Devontae Adams is the best separator, uh, and the guy is going to go down as one of the best wide receivers of all time. He's that freaking good, and he's that passionate about the game. So I don't think it matters really what quarterback you put back there. <laughs> just throw it to Devontae. When he waves his hand in the air because he's wide open, just throw it to him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, what do we got here? What do we got here? I'm in, I'm impressed. Look at this. That that Warsi goes Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard to start. Robust RB. Late stick goes more balanced, gets his guy Olave. That's kind of a homer pick for him there. But go Bijan Olave, starting with those NFC South picks. A, a, and you get two matchups of those guys per season. So I, I, I dig the strategy there. AJ New, you're locked in. That's the problem with taking Kelsey in the first round. You get locked into taking Mahomes in the second. And sometimes I don't think that's optimal. I, but it is optimal to take Mahomes with Kelsey. If you're getting Kelsey, you got to get Mahomes. But I don't think it's optimal to take a quarterback in this format in the second round. That, to me, just seems too rich, you know? You know, I don't think you're necessarily locked into it, but uh, a lot of times he will fall to you. I've never had him fall to me. I've no. tried multiple times, Steve. Literally, I've tried two or three times, and it he never fell to me. He was always sniped before he came back to me in the third round. <laughs> never came back to me. I, I looked at some of my best ball mania sheets from when the contest first came out, and every sheet that I had Kelsey, I had Mahomes. So I definitely think that there's something to that, not just because their ADPs tend to fall in a certain range, but – Kelsey's like the prime target there. So I think people will fade Mahomes a pick or two if they didn't get Kelsey, which works out great for you. You see this, uh, this lucky 788 can't let Josh Allen slide. He goes Cooper cup, Jalen Waddle snipes, Josh Allen for me at 30. So I don't get him with digs. A Andrews, the second tight end, Jameer Gibbs now going, after a little run of wide receivers there, I think I'm going to, I mean, yeah. Should I not move Stevenson down with Zeke? Should I not move Hall down with, um, with cook? You got Najee Harris. Should I not move him down because of Jalen Warren? I feel like I got to go 
once again in a wide receiver tier here. I don't know that Christian Watson was my optimal pick. I, I kind of talked through it for too long. Um, but Christian Watson displayed some really good deep route running abilities. I mean, his success rate on deep vertical routes, deep post routes, deep nine routes was very good if you look at his reception perception profile. So it comes down to Jordan Love playing aggressive and accurately deep, which, hey, man, the arm strength week preseason week one looked damn good for Jordan Love. Like the arm was looking pretty sharp, man. I've, I've seen him go up a little bit. It's interesting about him because we don't really know a lot. We don't have a lot of tape to make any kind of real judgment. But, uh, you know, some of his teammates and colleagues are calling him like a future Hall of Famer, which I don't know, man. <laughs> you got to be a little op- you got to be a little. Whoa. With it. Whoa. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what it what the uh, the arm looks like and the decision making looks like come regular season week one. So. Are, are you not compelled to move a lot of these running backs down? Like Travis Etienne, he's in the fourth round, so I, he's kind of like, man, he's almost in a dead zone. But look at this. Ramadre Stevenson is still sliding. Ramadre Stevenson has slid seven whole picks now. I've got to go wide receiver again, man. I'm sorry. I just – this running back range for me, Ramadre and Najee Harris, oh, I don't like it. I'd rather – Maybe maybe I maybe I go down here and get Kenneth Walker. I think he I I, I think he's my favorite guy from this range. There's already health concerns around Kenneth Walker, but I think he'll be fine. I think he's a guy I could see kind of explode onto the scene early in the season. Logs full practice Thursday, four hours ago, baby. Let's freaking go. So I'm back in on Kenneth Walker. Oh, I'm big on Kenneth Walker too. You're I up. Agree with you. You're up. Would you would you now take him? Well, okay. I mean, let's let let you make your pick. I'm about to ask you a serious question when you're making your pick. <laughs> That's messed up, man. That's like, you know, don't do that to me because I will definitely auto pick. Uh, I'm gonna do a shocking thing, man. You ready? Joey B. Well, you had Jamar Chase. That's uh that's a nice stack, man. That's a nice stack. And I'm not you saying you could have gone T Higgins last round, but you other way, but having the uh that combo is definitely a premium. That's such a premium there. It's such a because Joe Burrow, I mean, he's probably capped at like 300 rushing yards. Uh, and, and the rest of his volumes coming through the A. Uh, so you get your guy, you get Jamar Chase. That's just money. And then we know the touchdown potential there with Chase is so crazy. And and if you got T. Higgins too, that's just the double alpha stack right there. Might might be the best stack in all of fantasy football this year. That guy at five dot three has to be like an absolute shock right now. Well, he got uh, well. Yeah, he's he'll going mobile. Wow, he took Fields. Yeah, he he is tilted, man. He just drafted Justin Fields when I really don't think that he needed to, 
or maybe you know being optimal now we are getting down that secondary no we're not we're not even down to the secondary quarterback tier yet we still got uh, justin herbert trevor lawrence deshaun watson out there no get out of here we still had tua daniel <laughs> jones geno smith kirk cousins i mean i Kirk Cousins not going to take the Vikings to the playoffs or the championship, but by golly, he's going to throw for 6,000 yards this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, their offense looked much improved last year, and I think it's only going to take another leap this year. Got my guy, man. Slid. Got I got a, uh, uh, what do you call that? A three-pick ADP value. Got some ADP value, brother. And th that was after a, a whole string of wide receivers. See, when you start taking dots and Godwin, and, and I'm not Godwin slid here. So that's like not his normal ADP. But we're looking at wide receiver twos on their team. In this case of JSN, he's a three. And that's why it's egregious. If you think that he's good enough to perform like a two, then that means Geno's really going to light it up this year because. It really should be Tyler Lockett, in my opinion, that goes before JSN. It should be DK Metcalf first, then Tyler Lockett, then JSN. Accumulatively, I don't know. That's a tough word, man, after a beer. Accumulatively, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, and DK Metcalf probably have the highest ADP of any team in the NFL. What do you think? I really think though that all three can live up to where they're being drafted, though, or is that just the risk that's baked in with hoping you get the right two? I think they can live up. They can live up to it if Geno Smith plays like he did for the first three quarters of the season last year. You know they're going to be very competitive, um, and they got a good run game. And Kenneth Walker, he's on my roster. There goes your boy, Madison. Yeah, it was an auto pick. Did you notice that? You may have just had the guy start up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. All right, who do I who do I put here? I'm tempted to take a quarterback. They got Mike Evans. I'm like, what? No, give me, give me big Mike. Let's go, baby. I'm 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 this is uh zero RB. This is how you do zero RB right here. Look at this. Look at this wide receiver core. Look at five <laughs> wide receivers through six rounds. Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans. Let's freaking go, Steve. Bring in, bring in a lot of heat. You, you won't have to potentially draft as many receivers now. Kenneth Walker as my running back. Yeah, I'm good on wide receiver. Now my plan is to get one of these quarterbacks on the way back, start looking at tight end, and then back the truck up at running back. I mean, there's still so many uh, solid fantasy running backs that I can put that whenever I compare them to really what I, like Aaron Jones – Kenneth Walker, now Brees Hall this year, although he may be incredible at the end of the season. Who knows? The, the upside's there. These are great athletes. Travis Etienne, Ramadre Stevenson. 
I mean, but when you can get, look, J.K. Dobbins in the sixth, but when you can get, still get Dalvin Cook, they, they didn't, they didn't give him a one year, like highly performance incentivized deal and then not give him opportunity to execute on that contract. So on a, on a, uh, high red zone percentage team, that's going to be scoring a lot, you know, for him to go in the seventh or eighth round is kind of crazy. Plus they can, you know, run him into the ground without a penalty. He's only there for. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Zeke, man, right? Give give him all give him all the goal line work. If he doesn't perform, then that's one thing, but he can be a, he can be that Damian Harris hammer. He could be just be Zeke, man. He's just going to give you like 10 to 15 carries a game. It's interesting though seeing these guys uh that were getting drafted at the beginning of the second round with Brees with Ramadre that are now, you know, mid early late fourth rounders i've even seen the early fifth a couple times derek and messiah and it looks like maybe a couple other guys in the chat are in a uh in another in another chat oh i saw this question from richard woodard i did get a dj Moore 2018 prism silver rookie they say they are extreme and they are uh the silver prism non-auto from 2018 is very rare for the rookies it is incredibly rare the nick chubb variation of this card is going to go for a, over a hundred dollars raw yeah most likely i was yeah i was um, watching one the other night and i was thinking i was going to get it around like 86 but it went up at the last minute so yeah those are highly desirable and obviously much more scarce than the modern equivalents it was a true short print uh, parallel. The print run was definitely 150 or less. And the card also has that rookie card shield. And when they did the silver prism autos, they took it off. So they screwed that up. And in fact, they made the base silver prism more desirable. All right. I'm going to have to take Deshaun Watson, but there's a lot of late weapons here for me to put him with. So we're going to go ahead and take him. Seems to be the topic of debate in the chat as well right now. What's uh? What are they debating about? Uh, drafting Deshaun Watson, and if it was the correct play at that point, it looks like. In our in our draft or their draft? No, no, there, like there's about five or six of them that made it into a parallel draft. That's not it. Well, I'll say this about our draft, Steve: a seventh round here for Deshaun Watson, going. A round after Trevor Lawrence, two rounds after Justin Herbert. Deshaun Watson has already showed through camp and through first week of preseason he's going to be a willing rusher. That's important for me because the guy's got mobility. He's not going to just sit back there and throw the ball. He's actually going to try and run with it as well. I think this could be a very big year for Deshaun Watson. The upside is crazy for his current ADP. And then you look how good their offensive line is, the run game, 
the wide receivers they got. It's just, it's wild, man. It's wild. Yeah, I think the, at least preliminarily, the the news out of camp is that things haven't gone quite as well as they had hoped by this point, but he's got a few weeks to figure it out. Dalvin Cook. Here we go. This is this is getting this is the winning roster right here, man. I'm building it tonight. It's just, you know, you gotta take what the draft gives you. And because these guys started out, they went three wide receivers, running back, tied in, Cooper Cup, but then uh that that Warsey and Late Stick went running back, running back. So naturally I pivoted there to positional scarcity in the best player on the board while not deviating too much from ADP and then look it's it's pretty balanced but Nick Chubb moved up a lot in this draft from what I've seen in the past month Amon Ra that's about normal Saquon but once again what's going on man uh I was hope I was sitting on Burks that whole time oh you were yeah he got sniped. I'll take my other guy. Got my little, like, yeah, a little lunchbox out here with me tonight. Got having a couple beers, man. Work hard, play hard, right? Back, back on the brew train. Uh, so thundering says you need to take what your team needs first. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I agree with that to a degree, but at the same time, I, I think you've got to take the positions and the players that the draft is, is giving you. Like if, if you want to be, have a strength in that league, you want to corner one like sector of that league, whether it's robust RB, whether it's robust wide receiver. And if you happen to hit the strategy on, uh, the, get the players, right where where you need to where they exceed their adp you go on to win right the thing is is that your draft strategy has to be liquid and adaptive because the guy you could have this whole plan and if it doesn't pan out you know if you're not pivoting and altering you know you let's say you were planning on going like zero rb and a guy you didn't expect falls to you falls to you, you may have to change it up like you, you in a way you do have to take what it gives you and also then start shaping it into like a known working archetype that's going to work. If you see all these receivers get taken and now you have just a mountain of quality running backs before your turn and you have no running backs, well, to continue taking receivers would probably be foolish because you're picking yeah. from the middle of the pack instead of the top of the running back pack. Yeah, that's exactly what, what, uh, what I was trying to, um, what I was trying to say there is uh, well said, Steve, that that's that's it, man. Yeah, you don't just necessarily keep drafting a position because you you need it. You don't have it yet. I I think you got. I think you have to pivot. And yeah, you've got to be fluid and adapt as the draft unfolds. Andy on the clock. Who's he taking? Joe Jervish. I just closed everything out, so I don't even know yet, and I got 10 seconds. I'm taking Daniel Jones if I don't do anything right now. Did, did you have a – oh, okay. I was going to say, I hope you have a queue set up. 
Matt Murray said, I the got him. Over. I got my pick, baby. I got my pick. I'm not letting it happen. I took Antonio Gibson. Uh, Matt in the chat said, Gainwell Immaculate, you posted earlier, went for 36, man. That's a great, great pickup for somebody. Yes. Let's go. Matt, I hope up? you got that, Matt. I hope you got oh, he that. Said he got it. Nice. Nice, nice. Let's freaking go. I got, I got a good story for you while we're waiting for our turns to come back up. Have you ever, um, this is going to sound like a weird question, but have you ever accidentally won an auction? And I'll explain after you answer. Well, there was that time where I accidentally bid $2,100 on a Taekwon Thornton rookie ticket auto instead of $21. (laughs) Uh, I've definitely done that as well. Uh, I guess in this case, what I mean, and this is why I always preach uh, don't just assume that an auction will end out of your willingness to spend range, right? If there's a card you want, st- still throw a bid on it. If you win one out of every hundred of those, it's still a good outcome. And I'll use an example. I I won a card that I didn't think I had any chance of winning last night. It was a T. Higgins 2020 Select out of 10, a card I would have thought would go for like 100 to 150 bucks. I got for... Oh, like 68 bucks something like that wow that's yeah. incredible man yeah congrats dude i, I just yeah. sat there and it refreshed and i was like what <laughs> are you serious <laughs> yeah you know i went for that that big card uh the other day i went for man somebody got a snipe on that still at at, at what so I tried I tried to snipe a Jalen Hurts rookie auto. It's from Clearly Donruss. It was numbered out of 25. I think it was like uh I don't I don't remember what parallel was considered, but it was clearly Donruss rated rookie, numbered out of 25 rookie auto sticker. And it was the auction was like at 230. 230 i'm like whoa steve look at this this is gonna be an insane snipe it ended like at noon so i was like man we might get lucky here and then it went up to like 330 and then i was like i'm going i told you i was like man watch this thing shoot up to like five six hundred which is where they've been going and uh i i bid 401 on it i lost to 420 or 421 it was close they didn't pay too much more than what i so I I don't know if if uh, though if I would have bid four fifty would I have won that Steve like or right. there there could have been or would uh, there could have been yeah. a few other people with you know uh, presets built into their their uh, max threshold yeah that's that's I I guess that's just the the unknown that's just like you never know but but it, to your to your point it happens the other way. Like, look at that Kenneth Gamewell for 36. I never would have thought that just because we saw some other Kenneth Gamewell stuff going for 50 that was similar. I mean, that's just, wow, man, what a smash, dude. And uh, I think a lot of times when you find stuff like that, the, the hobby's just uh, very reactive. Um, it the, the There's a sleeper that I'm writing up tomorrow morning in our Auction Sniper article that I think people are going to be very reactive to that – that right now 
um nobody's on so if you if you guys want access and and the guy's a rookie uh, so if you want access to that definitely check out our premium membership patreon.com slash football cards and get access to that article and all of our exclusive content that we put out over there plus our discord server and all that good stuff um if you can't uh if you can't join the membership uh it's six dollars a month at the base tier then uh please Leave us a like on this video if you enjoy our content. Share with a friend. Let us know in the comments down below what your strategy is right now. Tell us some of your recent pickups. I love to hear from you guys on your pickups, player takes. If you disagree with my player takes, especially Steve's, like just let them have it, man, in the comments. I got a pretty good track record, but not everyone can be right 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you, Steve, the card that I've been getting the most offers on that I list yesterday. I was I was thinking about showing you this picture. I'll I'll tell you after I make my pick here because I don't want to get auto picked. I I know if I start going into that right now, I will definitely get <laughs> auto picked. You will wander off into another dimension and auto pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Man, Damian Harris, uh, I like this pick here. I know everybody's on James Cook now. It's James Cook this, it's James Cook that. It's James Cook playing Dalvin Cook week one. But I still think Damian Harris is going to have a big impact there. It's kind of like the whole Zeke for Madre thing now. Um. But no, so I was what I was gonna tell you now. I, I could tell you, but my uh, my next pick is coming up pretty soon, so I have to tell you quick. Uh, I was gonna share this picture with you of, of the ten cards I listed. Like I listed a Jared Goff Donruss PSA ten, oh, yeah. uh, Deshaun Watson Donruss PSA ten. Um, I listed a Traylon Burks rookie rated rookie auto. Um, I listed a what was it a Zay Flowers rookie Premier Hollow. Uh, I listed like quite a few cards, but there's this one card that are, has got the most offers out of all of them already. People are beating down my door to buy. It's Jameer Gibbs, man. And it's a Bowman yeah. University first auto. It's a yellow refractor numbered out of 75. I mean, people are beating down my door to buy that thing for $60. And I've got it listed for 75. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. I'll I'll counter at 65, but that's as low as I'm going. That's always the thing is the uh, the rookies are always going to get the most hype, even if it's not warranted. But that can work to your advantage, not just in the card market, but you know, fielding trades in a dynasty league and things of that nature. Yeah, I just I knew it, it was gonna happen on Jameer Gibbs. He was such a plus EV play. I really hope you guys got in on in on him a couple months ago. I mean, I beat the drum for him for a while, man. Just because it's like, why were people letting his cards go for that cheap when he was the number twelve overall pick and has inc incredible measurables as well, and is going to the Detroit Lions with an even better offensive line. And this is a, an ascending team with the big market and everything, man. It's just it was it was always crazy. To, I just felt like Jameer Gibbs was just such a a plus EV play. You know, it's like just just do it. Just buy him. Just buy him when he's that much cheaper than Bijan. He only went 
four picks after Bijan. He's an early first round draft talent. So um, it was it was kind of crazy to me. And and of course he looked pretty solid in in his first debut. So uh, I think he's going to do really well, man. I think he's going to be a, a weapon all over the field, part of the Lions. And I still am in on Montgomery. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is the man. He's the sun god. And, of course, Jamison Williams comes back second half of the season. So you got his potential. Hope he doesn't turn into just a, a guy that's always out for one reason or another. And, ah, man, a little concerned about him, be honest said- with you. You said all the the right things. I don't know if you're even aware he uh, he's out for the rest of the preseason. For what? Hamstring. Oh, a hammy. Well, Which I mean, whatever. He's not going to play till what week six, week seven. Don't don't put too much uh, stock into what Derek's telling you, Thundering. He's just messing with you, man. He he is disagreeing with you respectfully because I'm I'm also disagreeing with you thundering respectfully that that is not optimal to get your starters and then fill out your your bench. I I think that you could sell yourself short nine times out of ten drafting that way. Oh, we got Andy on the clock here. But if you win your league doing that, then, hey, stick with it, man. But that has not been what any of the best ball mania or underdog best ball winners have done. I don't really know what. To, I'm, I'm going to go Gerald Everett. Get me a little slice of that Chargers offense. You know what I'm saying? In some cases, early in the draft, that might work. Um, but... You know, if you end up with missing out on a bunch of the top QBs, you don't necessarily want to take a QB in the sixth or fifth just because you don't have one yet. You know, you should pound out the uh, the skill position spots if you miss out on one of the top guys because there's tons of QBs left later on. Yeah, I mean, look, Jordan Love literally just got drafted at 156, dude. That's wild, man. You can get guys that – you know, Andy saw me win our our dynasty last year with Goff and uh, Goff and Fields, who were last year. Now, not this year, but last year were, I mean, hella late picks. You know what I mean? Fields is now like a fourth rounder, and Goff's still going on like the thirteenth. But you know, Goff, you could have had him like almost the last round last year. Fields probably in that realm too, maybe slightly earlier, just because of the running upside. So check that out. Zeke just went off the board here in round 14. I think I'm going to go Kendra. So Alvin Kamara is out three games, right? Yes. Jamal Williams will be the the number one but he's never jamal williams he's he's solid but he's definitely getting older he's not a guy you'll be able to 
give 20, 25 carries plus another five to 10 targets, you know, he, he's going to have to seriously share the load with, let's look at his efficiency, 4.1 yards last year, 262 rushing attempts on 12 receptions. So didn't get much receiving work at all last year, but he got a ton of attempts and it was the touchdowns that propelled him to that RB1 status, 17 touchdowns. Fantastic. So, obviously, he's going to be the goal line guy, but more of a uh, situational back, uh, all-purpose between the 20s, passing ability, all that kind of good stuff is rookie Kendra Miller. Now, he did go to TCU, so that's uh, it's going against him. It's going against them. Third round draft capital, 5'11", 215. Player profilers got him best comparable to Khalil Herbert. Who's your guy? He put up uh, last year at TCU, he put up 1,399 rushing yards on 224 attempts and 17 total touchdowns. He also put up 16 receptions for 116 receiving yards. Uh, how do I move on here? Boom. Derek uh, dropping a little knowledge bomb in the chat. The BBM4 winner had Daniel Jones and Tom Brady as his QBs last year. Daniel Jones has been going at value for a couple years now. And once again, this year, people seem to think last year was a fluke. Here he is in the 10th round. I think he's a phenomenal play where you get him at ADP. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. Um, I think it, it wasn't a fluke because of Brian Dable. That's the big difference maker there in New York. And now you add weapons to that. And the offensive line's gotten even better. They've invested in it the past two years in a row. Uh, I think that this could be a sneaky, really good year for Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, name a, name a spot they didn't improve in. Not to mention his second year under the Dayball system. Uh, you know, now I do I do have some concerns about the tight end durability, naturally. But uh, even if that were to be removed, you have Daniel Bellinger, who's more than capable. And you have at least a larger field of receivers, even though they're all oft injured. I actually went with, oh, man, I was hoping Van Jefferson wasn't drafted yet. Dang it. I literally just missed them, didn't I? Ah. Who else? Man, that's all I really wanted there. Wait, Puka Nakua, baby. Puka Nakua. Let's go. He's a dude. Let's go, Puka. You know Puka? Yeah. We were talking about him a couple weeks ago. Puka. Yeah. Puka's like, um, he's like Tua's cousin. But he's, he's like 6'2", a, he's like a 210 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a little, little bit bigger. I mean, 6'2", 210. 
That's uh that's a that's a sizable dude right there. All right, I'm on the clock. We're going Puka? No, we don't have to go Puka right now. Ooh, ooh, don't mind if I do. Taking some Chuba Hubbard this late. Let's go. Oh, man, I also missed on Ty Chandler. Maybe he'll come back to me. Did I get another pick here in a couple picks? No. You're going to snipe him from me. Watch. <laughs> late stick. What's late stick doing over here? <laughs> ah, late stick. <laughs> Late stick. <laughs> nice one. Late stick gets Ty Chandler. <laughs> I was surprised Thanks to see him out. pass on uh, on uh, Gibson earlier. Oh, yeah. Did I snipe Gibson from him? No, somebody did, though. Well, he may have thought Gibson would come back, and he wanted he, he, Jamison Williams is too enticing for him right there. So. He was going to try and let him slide, but it didn't work out because I took him right there. Hey, late stick, if you ain't going to reach on your guy, he's mine. You're going to have to reach with me. Ryan says, so you hear why these cards being released right now are cheap? Question mark. What do you mean? I'm curious to know. I want to know more. Which cards are, which cards, yeah. Which set are you talking about? Pook. Uh, oh, I took your tuba. I'm sorry. Not. You went Bijan Jameer Gibbs. You're good, brother. You got uh, Bijan Jameer Gibbs, Chris Olave, DJ Moore, Deontay. Then you got Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, Brandon Cooks. I mean, overall solid, solid roster here from the late stick. The hitman here at the two hole is going Jamar Chase, Calvin Ridley at the end of the second. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Bold, 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 bold. Have, have, I think you've been watching too many Calvin Ridley uh, training camp and preseason highlights. <laughs> you know, um, I don't have a lot of exposure to him, and he's not getting any cheaper. So uh, I, I have drafted him. Coincidentally, twice last night, I did a few before bed, and I ended up with the same one-two Chase Ridley pairing so you know there's going to be an adjustment to be made with all these running backs getting shifted around i mean the running back landscape has just been cracked into 100 pieces and is still kind of falling into place so until we really see where those guys settle it's going to be hard to take a lot of these guys running back wise in the second round Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. And you know that Calvin Ridley has produced like an elite wide receiver before. He is looking sharp, man. Um, he is a very good route runner. He is a very good route runner, and he was on track 
It was on such great track before the mental issues. Matt Ryan fell off uh, and then the gambling. So, yeah, I, I think this is a big make or break here. I think you still got a, a lot of anticipation and hype built into Calvin Ridley's prices. But um, he can he can execute at that level like he can deliver. The Jags are in a prime spot to make a playoff run too. a um, lot of eyeballs on them. A lot of a lot of scoring opportunities, a lot of sustained drives. Trevor Lawrence is definitely ascending in that Doug Peterson system. So I think that's exciting, man. Um, so, yeah, I I get why you, I get why you did it there, but I can't. I don't know about this Josh Jacobs. Isn't Josh Jacobs the last running back still holding out? Like, he's just not mysteriously not at camp and stuff. He's, like, off to the side. He's got, like, rubber bands on his thighs and all kinds of weird stuff. I'm pretty sure he's not even in the state of California. Not? He's in He's in the state of Nevada? Or, uh, yeah, in Nevada. I think that he's actually away from the team, but... Uh, I'm sticking to what I've heard about him either being traded or cut. So something's going to give. I mean, these if you look at what matters to these guys, it's money. And I'd be not saying it's impossible, but I'd be pretty shocked to see him just sit the whole year out. It was not an auto pick because I actually starred him up to be picked. Done pretty good in this draft, Steve, in auto-picking. Yeah. I, I don't know that you've had one yet. <laughs> no, I made it. I managed to make it right. through a draft <laughs> right, right training without an auto-pick. <laughs> I think I think Masai and Derek might be two of the most outspoken and competitive members of the community we have. Said the 2023 sets right now score, score, draft pick, downers elite in a week are selling cheaper than in the past. I could see that, I could definitely see that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that product, uh, in some cases on the lower end stuff anyway, was sitting around for a while. Here's a guy we both like, Andy. I haven't drafted him in a while. Chris Evans. Wow, man. Yeah, I mean, I've always tried to target sleepers that are tied to really good offenses like the Bengals. I'm not sure who to who to believe in there behind Mixon beside, uh, you know, it, it, Chris Evans or Chase Brown. I'm not too excited about either one. So ultimately, it's like I don't even just look at the running backs on Cincinnati. It's all about. You know, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Burrow, Irv Smith. I'd buy Irv Smith over those guys. Yeah, I was hoping to pair up one more guy with Burrow, and Boyd got taken. And uh just worked out that he's got some good hype in camp right now. Maybe he carves a rollout for himself. Maybe even with the um, Mixon not guilty verdict today, he may still get punished by the league, even if he's not punished by – the law we've seen that happen so with the last pick it's it's not the end of the world if you take a a little bit of a gamble the big upside is what you're playing for 
Uh, Ryan's talking about the 2023 sets being released right now, like score, score draft picks, Donruss Elite in a week. Yeah, two weeks, uh, end of August, Donruss Elite. They're selling cheaper than in the past. Uh, I, I'm guessing he's talking about from a sealed. Ryan is our uh, resident box ripper. It's Ryan the Ripper. Rhino the Ripper. Stay away and... from poor draft picks, brother. Donruss Elite's the hype, though. Yeah, even there's even some good scorecards right now. Just because some players, that's all they have, and the score has. Um, wait, wait till you, wait till you see this, dude. There is a new score case hit this year that is so cool that I haven't seen from any other set. It is going wild right now. Do you guys want to see what it is? You want to see what it is? I like to see it. You want to see what it is? I like to see it. All right. In the meantime, I'll this address. this is the cool. Wait till you see how much a second year Garrett Wilson went for. Okay. It it's a really cool case hit. I have never seen this parallel. I really like it. It's very popular. The sole data on it is showing that it's an it's incredibly popular. What do you think about it, man? Can, Those look nice. You get a good look at it. Look at look at here's a Garrett Wilson. That sold for seventy dollars. This is second year Garrett Wilson. I, not a I saw guy. these the other day and didn't know what the hell it was. So no, those look cool, man. I like that. Oh, you didn't know what it so so this is like just a parallel, but it's a case hit and it's all these little green neon alien heads all the way around it. It's the alien case hit. I think it's super cool, man. I don't know why I like this. I think it's really cool because I mean the guy's such a good athlete, he is like an alien. You know, it's something different. You know, here's the thing is for products like score to be desirable, you, you got to have something different, right? And you got to have something that people are going to want to chase to, to make the product desirable. If you go back to like the junk wax era, you know, that was really affordable, really cheap stuff. But there was cards, Andy, that you probably know that were like, one in a thousand packs, one in 20,000 packs, right? Like you want to talk about scarce, like that's scarce. There's some of those that have still to this day never been pulled, you know? Messiah said, what's yeah. up with Keyshawn Vaughn, Andy? Well, he's at least for now the RB2 uh, and maybe, maybe in a close situation with uh, Edmonds, but Edmonds is a bit fragile. Yeah, very fragile. Um, yeah, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn's actually he's he's been a guy that's that's had work ethic issues. He he started his career off wrong whenever he didn't show up for the voluntary Tom Brady practice. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a bad indication to start with. And he's made some couple plays here and there. But um, as long as Rashad White's healthy, Keyshawn Vaughn's not gonna get more than you know, 30% of the work. They trust Rashad White a lot. Uh, now, if Rashad White is horribly inefficient, then, yeah, they're going to start giving other guys work. I would say Keyshawn, I wouldn't even, I would I would look right past Keyshawn Vaughn and go invest in Sean Tucker, the rookie, um, just because of the rookie breakout capabilities uh, when it comes to rookie FOMO. So, yeah, that's where I'm at on Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a decent athlete. He was pretty good in college. But I don't think he's got the work ethic. 
the true desire to make it in the NFL. Now, he can turn that around. He can prove us wrong this year. I mean, look at this Chris Johnson alien here. That even better, even better than Andy was the Matt Milano above it for 50 bucks. The Matt Milano going for $50. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I think it's a badass insert, man. I really like it. I, I think I it's see really that cool. Like, I want to get one. It's not an insert, I guess. Parallel. Any any should... paper card with a foil on it is going to have a low gem rate. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, You're there's a seventy-eight dollar the Garrett Wilson. We got some uh, anxious drafters in the chat. Anxious drafters. Look at this. Fap Faptastic Meals said, "What should I buy quick?" Wow, well, I don't. What's your budget, man? What's your budget? What's your risk tolerance? What time frame? Like how 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 long are you expecting to hold the card? Uh let's roll. But um yeah, fantastic man. Hop in our hop in our Discord server if you want to continue that conversation um into the wee hours. We're going to move this draft, I'll do one more. We're going to go ahead and cut the stream here at an hour 36. And um, we'll we'll move to the Discord server, Steve. We could chop it up in there. Pap says 10 years. Oh, buy, buy a Patrick Mahomes then. <laughs> Burrow, Mahomes. Go buy you a Jalen Hurts. There you Justin go. Jefferson. There you go, because you get some value yeah, at that. Those guys will still be banging it out 10 years from now. Yeah. Bush leaguers, man. You, you got you to gotta join us for the draft, brother. You got it. We're going to be in there. We're going to be streaming it in the Discord. Discord is an app. Discord is a web app. You can use it on your browser, use it on your phone. Uh, but you get access by going to patreon.com slash football cards. I'll see you guys there. For Steve, myself, all the football cards out there, we're out, baby. We out. See you next week. Peace. Peace.